Come have a seat in the skull circle and hear the tale of the Goodman of Wastness as told by Casimir. Before we begin our tale, did you know that we release new stories for free every week on Wednesdays? Be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, or whatever your favourite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out when we release free bonus stories other days of the week. Never forget, visit thescoldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current happenings, and also to visit our story archive, sorted by origin and region. Now then, this begins the tale of the Goodman Awasness. The Goodman Awasness was a handsome, well-to-do young fellow, strong, well-liked, and with a profitable farm. It will come as no surprise to learn that many of the unmarried local girls had their sights on him. However, Despite their ample attentions, the goodman was a man who was simply not interested in marriage. Their advances spurned, the local girls soon began to treat the goodman with contempt, describing him as an old young man, and old before his time. In their eyes, he was committing an unpardonable sin of celibacy. The goodman, however, paid these malicious creatures little heed. As is more often the case, the gossips soon turned their attentions elsewhere. When questioned by his friends as to the reason he would not take himself a wife, the goodman would simply smile and explain. Women are like many other things in this very world, only sent as a trial to men, and I have enough trials without being tried by a wife. If that old fool Adam had not been bewitched by his wife, he might still be in the Garden of Eden to this day. An old woman who heard his oft-repeated speech remarked, Heed well what you say. You may be bewitched yourself one day. Aye, replied the goodman laughing, that'll be when you walk from the altar Sassini over the boar of Papa, without wetting your feet. So it came to pass that one day, the goodman was down on the ebb when he saw a short distance away, a number of selkie folk lying out on a flat rock. Some of these selkie folk were sunning themselves in the afternoon warmth, while the others jumped and played in the clear water. All were naked with unblemished skin as white as snow. Their enchanted sealskins lay stretched carelessly on the sand and rocks around them. The goodman crept closer to the basking rock. As he neared the place the silky folk played, the goodman leapt to his feet and ran towards them for all he was worth. With a shriek, the silky folk snatched up their sealskins and quickly retreated to the safety of the sea. However, as swift as they were, the goodman was quicker, and he managed to seize a skin belonging to one beautiful seal maiden. And the hasty rush to safety, this poor creature had forgotten to retrieve her skin. The sulky folk swam out a little distance and turned to gaze mournfully at the goodman. He stared back and realized that all, save one, had taken the shape of seals. Grinning, he put the captured seal skin under his arm. Whistling a merry tune, he set out for home. No sooner had he left the ebb, Then he heard the most sorrowful wailing and weeping coming from behind him. Turning, he saw a fair woman following him. She was a most pitiful sight. Sobbing and howling in grief, she held out her arms and pled to have her skin returned. Huge tears ran from her dark eyes and trickled down her ivory cheeks. Falling to her knees, she cried, O handsome man, if there's any mercy in your human breast, Give me back my sealskin. I cannot live in the sea without it. I cannot live among my own people without my sealskin. The goodman was not a soft-hearted man, 
but he could not help but pity the poor creature. Pity, however, was not the only emotion he felt. With pity came the softer and sweeter passion of love. The icy heart that had yet the love of mortal woman was soon melted by the seal maiden's beauty. Eventually, the goodman managed to wring from the selkie wife a reluctant consent to remain with him as his wife. She had little choice in the matter, for, as you all Arcadian know, she could not return to her kin in the sea without her skin. So, the seal maiden went with the goodman and stayed with him for many a day. She turned out to be a thrifty, frugal and kindly wife. And although she was a creature of the sea, the goodman had a happy life with her. The sulky wife bore the goodman seven children. Four boys and three girls came from their union, and it was said that there were no children as beautiful as them in all the isles. And all the while, the sea wife and her human husband seemed content and merry. But all was not as it seemed, for there was a weight in the sulky wife's heart. Many was the time that she was seen gazing longingly out to the sea, the sea that was her true home. So, to all the islanders and to the goodman himself, all seemed well with his family. But, as is always the case in these tales, bliss was not to last. One day, the goodman and his four sons were out fishing on their boat. With the menfolk out of the house, the silky wife sent the three girls down to the ebb to gather limpets and whelks for their tea. The youngest girl had to remain at home because she had hurt her foot climbing on the sharp rocks by the shore. As usual, as soon as the house emptied, the sulky wife set to looking for her long-lost sailskin. She searched high and she searched low. She searched but, and she searched ben. She searched out and she searched in, but to no avail. She could not find the skin. The time passed and the sun swung to the west, lengthening the shadows. The peedy lass settled in a straw-backed chair with her sore feet on the creepy, watching her mother carry out the frantic hunt. Mother, what are you looking for? she asked. Oh, child, don't tell but I'm looking for a pretty skin to make a shoe that would cure your sore feet. But mother, said the child, I know where it is. One day when you were out and my father thought I was asleep in bed, he took a pretty skin down, glowered at it for a short time, then folded it and put it away and aced over the bed. When her sulky wife heard this, she clapped for joy and rushed to the place where her long-concealed skin lay. Fare thee well, Pidibudo, she said to her child as she ran from the house. Rushing to the shore, she threw on her skin and with a wild cry of joy, plunged into the sea, shifting again into her sulky form as she swam out through the waves where a sulky man was waiting for her and greeted her with delight. All the while, the goodman was rowing home and happened to see the two selkies from his little boat. The woman uncovered her beautiful face and cried out to him, Fare thee well, goodman Awasness. Farewell to you. I liked you because you were good to me, but I loved my husband from the sea more. And that was the last the goodman ever saw of his sea wife. Though often, in the twilight of his years, he could be seen wandering the empty seashore, hoping once again to meet his lost love. But never again did he look upon her fair face. And that is the tale of the Goodman of Lastness. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page and learn how you can earn great rewards while also supporting us. We appreciate even the smallest of contributions 
as they allow us to continue to release new stories every week for free on Wednesdays, as well as provide bonus stories for your listening pleasure. Visit us at thescaldcircle.com to view our story archive sorted by origin and region, and to stay up to date with all of our current developments. We would also like to extend a special thank you to Kat for their support this month. It means the world to us. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.